Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hey everyone and welcome to this brand new episode of Christine Means Business, the podcast for online entrepreneurs, creatives and coaches who want to build and grow a beautiful business online, making tons of money while staying in integrity and also Stop saying, am I undercharging? No, you will know that you'll be great. And so today I have a beautiful brain with me that's going to rock your world because she absolutely did rock mine. And we're going to talk more about that because I am actually a client of hers. And that's Morgan Gist McDonald with her company, Paper Raven Books. Let me say that again, Paper Raven Books. I love the name. It's the coolest logo in the world as well, actually. And so Morgan began her career in academia as a sociologist, but she soon found out the entrepreneurial pull to take her skills as a researcher, writer, teacher, and leader into building a publishing company Haha, from the ground up. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. With more than 10 years experience in writing, editing and publishing books, Morgan leads the Paper Raven Books team in developing the best practices for publishing successfully in the modern digital age. And I find this so exciting because honestly, when I was thinking before working with Morgan and I worked with her the first time like five or six years ago, um, I thought like writing books that's like for a wise one, you know, Shakespeare the Bard, or you have to be like super authority, and then you know, the publishing houses will come and you have this hard cover bag. And I worked in publishing at university, so I know the slush pile basically where all the manuscripts go and just die and wither away, and maybe you will be picked. So it was this endeavor. And working with Morgan, getting to know her, I got to see that you can, it's not that hard, actually, if you get the appropriate help. There is something for every price range in terms of support. You can kind of wing it. You can also get the whole enchilada where you have the whole team supporting you and you just lay back and let your creative juices flow. So today we're going to talk to Morgan about this. So hello, Morgan. I'm so happy to have you. Christine, it's so good to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about my favorite subject, books. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's a surprise. <laughs> so you work with all kinds of people. So I want to make that clear. You don't just work with entrepreneurs. Like you have people writing about all sorts of topics. I know at the moment I'm fascinated with one of your clients who wrote a book about grief 
you know, when people die and she has this awesome title. What is it? It's not time to say goodbye or don't leave yet or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, wait, don't die. Wait, yeah. don't, die. don't die. It's yet. Yes. giving me shivers. So you have all kinds of different people, but maybe the best thing to do is to maybe start with what people think and then they meet you <laughs> and what happens then and then how do they proceed so I think that would be a good kind of chronological topic point thing yes well I mean publishing a book seems so mysterious and <laughs> like out of out of reach right I mean we have all this like cultural mythology around like well if you're going to be a published author then you have to get an agent and submit a proposal and the publisher has to choose you and I love that you mentioned the slush pile like that's certainly a part of I in college also I worked at a publishing house yeah. <laughs> little bitty academic house specialized in kind of social sciences and economics and you know academic work and I was the person in charge of the slush pile as Fine. like a 22 thing you know and I was like, an digging through I wasn't even paid and I went through the slush pile. So now I'm like, what the hell was I doing? I might have, you know, dismissed a future JK Rowling, you know, who knows? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think people don't realize that when you submit a manuscript to a publishing house, it's not even necessarily the acquisitions editor that's looking at it. No. The acquisitions editor will give, you know, the intern some guidelines, you know, if it looks like this, this and that, you know, make sure it lands on my desk at some point. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but it, it feels very much like, um, like you have to be chosen and yeah. worthy to publish a book. Um, and honestly, like that has been massively disrupted in the last, really since 2005 to 2007, when the Kindle really came out. Great. And people were able to self-publish books onto a device that was automatically distributed to anyone who had a Kindle. Well, now we're bypassing bookstores and not entirely. Of course, people still go to bookstores, even post COVID people go to bookstores, but it just took a huge market share, you know, yeah. and, and suddenly as we all experienced the self-publishing world kind of exploded. People were publishing books left and right, maybe a little bit too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And so we had this weird, like, um, uh, two different experiences. You know, we had traditional publishing where you still had to jump through all the hoops and get chosen so that they would take your book on, they pay for your book, they distribute your book to bookstores. And then you had self-publishing, which is just like wild west. Like you sling a word document out onto, yeah. onto the Amazon platform as an ebook and hope to make money. And it was and, totally frowned upon, right? At oh, the time, yeah. it was like, if you like self-published, it was like, so nobody wants you huh so it's like it was exactly. not uh, exactly yeah. luckily we've kind of evolved since then right and so now what we have for the modern author is more choices right mm -hmm. and so I think that's where I, I I always love everyone to know like what are your options if you know you want to to write a book and we can talk about the different types of books I mean certainly there are some people who write a book because they want it to grow their business Right. And so like, that's how we've worked with you, Christine is like, um, you know, you, you write a book that's intended for your clients to help your clients. And then if they want to work more deeply with you, they, you know, they reach out to you. That's what I used my book for. That's what you've used your book for. Um, but there's other ways, you know, some people have a really, um, important mission or message that they want to get out. It's more nonprofit or movement kind of creating. Mm -hmm. and, and some people just want a really, really great 
fiction career. They want to write a bunch of novels, you know, and they don't want a publisher to to get in the way (laughs) of how they want to write those novels, right? And so there's a lot of different ways, and we can talk more about it, that people might want to use a book for the next part of their personal growth or their business growth or their career. Um, But I think it's helpful just to, I want to very quickly kind of go through the four types of publishing because you you as a modern author get to choose now, essentially. So traditional publishing, you need an agent, you need a proposal. Um, If they say yes to your proposal, they'll pay for it. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> they fit money straight into the bank and it's like, Yoo-hoo! and it can depend, you know, obviously like numbers wildly <laughs> depend on yeah. how much, if you had success, how famous you are and all kinds of different things. I reckon, you know, totally. They want to see that you have a platform, um, social media following email list. If you have a podcast or a YouTube channel, all of that helps and them wanting to publish your book because they see, oh, this person has a great platform. They can help us sell books. Um, and traditional publishers usually get your book into bookstores, which most people still want. Right. Um, yeah. so that's definitely a, a huge benefit. They're going to keep most of the profits and, you know, the legal yes. right to the content. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what I remember is like, you get paid up front. But if you are, let's say, if you're not a massive, massive success, but like a good success, that doesn't really help. Like a good success means you get a meager payment afterwards from the royalties, unless you are a Harry Potter kind of author, then the royalties will pay, but the publisher will have made so much more. So it is kind of a gamble for the publisher, but in terms of that, if they really, if it is a success, you're on the losing side. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's a, yeah, which is weird, I mean, right? It's, it's like counterintuitive, but you're exactly right. If it does end up being successful, the publisher made a heck of a lot more, more money than you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how much do I think I can be a success? Like that's a whole mindset kind of mindfuck already isn't right right well and from the publisher's perspective you know if they're publishing a hundred books they're counting on one or two of them taking off exactly the others they're just going to suck up the cost and exactly well well, better luck next time (laughs) yes no absolutely absolutely so that would be more or less maybe if prestige is more important to you maybe that is that's a head thing honestly like right yeah and right now the new york times bestseller list which in the states is of course what people care about i mean that's hooked into traditional publishing it requires books certain numbers of book sales from certain bookstores so only some bookstores count (laughs) (laughs) It requires someone at the New York Times to kind of vouch for your book. Um, There's all sorts of games that go on there. But if you want to play that game right now, it's still traditional publishing. I think there are ways to crack it that I'm going to be working on in the future. But (laughs) juicy, juicy. Right right now, it is is traditional publishing territory to to hit the New York Times. So, you know, we kind of got to we got to give them that. And to then, me, traditional publishing is like the old guy with a beard, you know, it works, it's like institutional, but yeah, it's yeah, an exactly. old white guy <laughs> with a beard who is out for profit. Totally. And then high, and well, and then self-publishing came around, right? As we talked about and people, you know, you can do it yourself, right? You can, and nowadays you can, you can write the thing, you can edit, you can get a cover designed on Fiverr, you can put it up as an ebook and a paperback and hardback and it's print on demand. Like you can... do it yourself on a super low budget. Like Mm -hmm. we're talking hundreds, 
up, you know, maybe up to like, if you wanted to do a really good kind of DIY, you might be getting into the 5,000, 10,000 range. You know, if you're paying an editor, you're paying a cover designer, et cetera, but you can still manage the project yourself and get it done pretty efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's true self-publishing. And then the next thing that came out was hybrid because hybrid kind of marries the two worlds. Hybrid, they um, they ask you to share in the cost. So you go 50-50 on the cost to produce okay. and 50-50 on the revenue. Now, the trick with hybrid is that they control the book. It's They control the, the book files, all the revenue comes into them, and then they pay out a royalty. Okay. Um, so might you, be, you gotta be really careful who you publish with. Yes. You need to trust them. It might depend how much you like finances, how much you know about finances. Yeah. If you know the weather statement is actually what that actually means, whether you know what to look for. So yeah. And they're not really going to help that much, right. To be totally honest, even the good ones, we have some hybrid publishers who we, we work with, actually we get brought on to run the online launches because they don't know how to run online launches. <laughs> Um, but they you know in a hybrid situation you're going to deliver the book it's pretty much done they're going to slap a cover on it they're going to format it and they're going to put it up for for um ebook paperback hardback distribution um and then the the royalty is going to flow through them so they're going to get the book sale revenue and then they're going to pay you out quarterly or twice a year or something Mm -hmm. like that but it's done and you don't have to worry about it What's emerged the fourth and final, well, I say final, who knows what's coming in the future. (laughs) The fourth one that currently exists as an option is uh, self-publishing services, which is people who want to self-publish, but they don't want to go out and find their own team. Like, you know, when I was talking about DIY self-publishing and you're like, I don't want to find an editor and a cover designer and a formatter. Like, I mean, what if I get screwed over the process? Exactly. And maybe (laughs) if you don't know anyone, so you have to interview them, you have to, you know, it's, it's, oh God, not just, just, yeah error and trial, like trying everything out and seeing if it fits or if it doesn't, where to even find them. You have to scour Fiverr or Upwork for them. And it's just like, yeah, no, forget it. That would be not be my happy place. So that's, I mean, that's exactly what Paper Raven Books is. We're self-publishing services. We're a freelance team, basically. We just happen to work together on every project and have our own best practices built in. And then we self-publish for you. The author retains all the rights. Um, the author retains access to all the, the files and the author retains um, all the revenue. So we just do self-publishing for our authors, essentially. And so you can imagine there are different reasons why people would go for one or the other. I just like people to know that they have choices. Yes. <laughs> they get to pick. I agree. And to me, it was the best of all the worlds because I checked it all out and there were some agencies that were really expensive, but it was yeah. literally just, we design the cover, we will edit it once. And that's kind of it. After that, it's your it's your thing. And it was like, I remember it was 14,000 was one that I checked out and I was like, that's a lot of money, you know? Um, but you had to write the whole book yourself, you know, so it was yeah. like, okay, uh, yeah. I'm going to like, so what are you guys doing again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to help with this process. <laughs> exactly. And so I really want to talk about what you, your suite is because at the time, uh, I was checking out your course. You have one of the courses. I, ho- I think you still have it, I suppose, where you basically guide someone through the process of writing. Mm-hmm. So, and I stuck to it and it took me three months from start to finish to write the book. Me as someone who really, really loathes writing. So we got there in three months and then I handed it off to you guys because I was like, I, this is not my zone of genius. It's gonna, you know, zap my energy. 
doesn't need to. So then for a really reasonable fee, we signed up and you guys did the whole rest. So you edited, formatted it. We, I think I looked after design through 99designs.com, which we use, yep. you know, and then you put it into, I, would, I don't remember, different softwares that it was just mm -hmm. on Amazon and that it was print on demand. So it was magical. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that. So that was one option. And this time we go even further. So I want to talk a little bit about that as well. Now, people can obviously write the book completely themselves. They can go through your course. Um, I'm super lazy. So this time it's actually based on a podcast. So I have a ghostwriter mm -hmm. who wrote it. Um, with me going through it and giving input, of course, so that it's, it's, it's me and I'm happy with it. And we have a whole shabam on top of that. And I really want to talk about that because I don't think people know how awesome you guys can be, you know, what is possible. So when you launch a book, I think the saddest thing in the world is then to have crickets and nothing mm -hmm. is happening. Like, it's like, okay, I wrote a book, but you kind of want your work to impact people so what do you suggest people to do things that you offer doing for them as well but what do you think could you recommend as different steps that people should keep in mind after they get off the high of actually finishing the whole damn thing yeah yeah exactly so I like to think about kind of the author journey in four major phases so the first phase is content development right getting words on the page, <laughs> whether that's you writing it or talking it out or working with a ghostwriter, that's kind of phase one. Um, if you want my, if y'all want insights into how I approach this, I do have a book. It's called Start Writing Your Book Today. <laughs> it's available on Amazon. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, but it's genius. <laughs> and it just, it's super short. Just like if you were to sit down with me and we were to have an hour and a half conversation and I were just to walk you through how I approach writing, helping people write a book or coaching people through the process. That's what the book is. Takes a couple hours to read. <laughs> and I highly so, recommend it. Thank you. Um, so that's content development. Editing is it's we consider its own phase because you are going to go through multiple passes of editing. Christine, you're doing that right now with your ghostwriter. That's what she's she's essentially packaging for you, um, her writing services as well as her editing services. Yeah. So that's beautiful and that's great. Um, and then you get into where people get most nervous, right? The publishing. It's kind of phase three, like taking it from Word document into a book that is yeah. published. That's like available. how. <laughs> yeah. It is, the, it is the magic box. And then launching. And really, you know, you do all of this. You do the content development and the editing and the publishing so that you can get to the launching. <laughs> and um, you know, the, the publication part is, is fairly straightforward, as you said, right? I mean, it involves getting a cover design. It involves getting your interior designed formatting the files for whether you want ebook, paperback, hardback, large print, you know, whatever you're going to do. Um, and then we also would include optimizing it for Amazon in that publishing phase, because we want to get the keywords and the categories and the metadata, right? 70% uh, or more of all books are sold on the Amazon platform. So we want to make sure it's really highly visible there. So for us, that's kind of the publishing phase. And then launching, you know, how are you going to make sure that people see the book? Yes, they will. Some of them will discover it on the Amazon platform, but what else can we do? Right. Is, is, is a big question. Mm -hmm. And so some of the things that we recommend are um, putting together, of course, a book launch team. These are people who receive an advanced review copy in exchange for leaving a review. And the key to like motivating a book launch team is to have a launch date. 
And a lot of people, when they're in this kind of like self-publishing, hybrid publishing world, they kind of forget to pick a launch date (laughs) (laughs) because it is a little bit arbitrary. I mean, you're going to end up putting the files on Amazon, making sure that everything's for sale and set and everything and all that. Um, And sometimes people forget to say, oh, I launched my book, but you want to pick a date. You want to have all the files uploaded and pick a date and say, this is my launch date. We like to run a five-day promotion. And Mm -hmm. so we tell our launch team, um, please download the ebook during this five-day period and leave a review. And um, that will give you some verified purchase reviews. So kind of what we're doing is we're really making sure that Amazon platform is nice and, um, and, and optimized so that when someone finds your book on Amazon, you know, you've, uh, you have a great cover, title, subtitle, description, and reviews. And so that can come from your book launch team. There are also review services, something that Paper Raven Books has done in the last couple of years is we've cultivated a review team. Mm-hmm. So we actually send out, we can't pay people to leave reviews. That's against Amazon terms and conditions, but we can, we can reward them for participating in our review team with kind of motivational <laughs> tactics. Um, and they love it, right? They, they would do it anyway. Some people just love to read and review books. And so we give them free books and then they review on the Amazon platform and, and it's great, you know, and, and there are you know, within the category of like reviews, some people forget that basically like a book award is a review. You can go out for a book award. And even if you don't win, they will probably provide you a review. You can use that review on your Amazon sales page or on your book funnel sales page. If you're going to sell it off your website, um, endorsements in your field. I mean, gosh, Christine, you know, like we were talking just earlier this week about going out for endorsements for your book. And it's just like, all of those endorsements are going to be so helpful in convincing people that, oh, this book is, you know, really speaking to, uh, to things that matter in this space, in this industry. Like this is kind of a heavy hitter, right? And um, you can, anyone can go out for, for endorsements. Um, and it's essentially like a, like a review, so to speak. Yeah. And it's something that I never even considered. Cause to me, that's like the things that stand on the book covers of these really famous books. I mean, who would endorse me when it's like, why wouldn't they endorse me? Because it's genius what I'm doing, you know? So it's, again, it's like a mindset thing and just having someone to tell you, you do know that this is possible. It's like, oh, and you wouldn't know this on your own, you know? So I think this is genius. I absolutely think it's awesome. I'm so glad that you're adding this as well to one of your services if people want to. Um, to check that out because to me uh, when I read about it I was like of course and that is possible for me (laughs) it's like I feel like a celebrity already (laughs) exactly and you can use those endorsements I mean people um, people talk a lot about social media how you need to have a massive social media following but you and I both know people don't buy from social media they they might they might follow you they might be curious they might come check out more but they're not going to like click straight over to Amazon Mm. and buy a book So instead, what we're doing is we're kind of building up this social proof so that, you know, whenever, whenever they do get over to to Amazon to check us out, it's stacked with reviews and endorsements and book awards and that sort of thing. And, um, and, and basically we are setting the book up 
to, to be high converting on the Amazon platform. Yeah. Instead of trying to drive people from Facebook or Instagram to our Amazon page, it's like, well, eventually they're going to, you know, we're using our social media for branding basically, right. Mm -hmm. And conversation and, and, and networking. And that's what it should be. I mean, it's social. That's what I always tell my clients. Social media is for people to stalk you, to get to know you. It's not necessarily, yes, you can promote from time to time, but it's, they're not there to be sold. They're there to be entertained. It's different for Pinterest or for YouTube or for Google in general, for blog posts. There you can go more into selling, into being about your products, being a little bit more in detail. But social media is to stalk people or to stalk characters, you know, or to see beautiful pictures if you are see something like that. But it's not meant to be a selling tool per se. Yeah. And I think the big publishers are going to find that out in a very real way over the next couple of years because <laughs> they're, they're recruiting people who have massive social media followings and they're expecting that those social media followings are going to turn into book sales. And it's like, yeah, maybe 1% maybe. will turn into book sales. <laughs> maybe That's what I'm seeing. It's, I, I see these huge marketing campaigns and it's just, I don't think books sell that way. Like it's a very special person that buys books anyway, in the first place. And I think it's ridiculous to go looking for buyers. You should, you know, focus on places where the buyers are already, you know, tumbling around. And that is Amazon, the book section. You know, it's like, that's, it's that's so exactly weird. it. I mean, when you think about it, Amazon, and I know we all have a love-hate relationship with Amazon. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, I'm absolutely for, and we're going to aim at, or at least locally here, I'm going to aim at getting my book placed in bookstores as well and to obviously work with them. Yeah. You know, but it's just a different game, I think. But I think that will change, as you say, as well fairly soon. Yeah. So, I mean, Amazon is currently the place where people buy books. Yeah. Like it's just, it just is. They sell 90% of all eBooks. They sell 70% of all books. People, when they go to Amazon, their intent is to buy something. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> right? Their exactly. credit card's already loaded up. You're they not there by coincidence, you know? Right? <laughs> exactly. And Amazon is not even on social media that much. Like I've never seen an Amazon ad on social media ever. <laughs> Yeah. And people go to the bookstore and they type keywords into the bookstore and they browse their favorite categories looking for books. And so what we really want to make sure is that first and foremost, your book has a great presence on Amazon. And then I think the next sort of level up is yes, get your book onto your website and into other retail locations, whether it's a bookstore or a gift shop or, you know, related um, kind of store. And that's totally possible. I mean, you're going to be able to, um, to go into the bookstore, show them the ISBN of your book and say, would you like to stock it? And they're going to be able to, to order it for their inventory. And that is, that is tingly to me, you know, actually having my ISBN and like going, there you go, you can order it, you know, and you can pick it up in a bookstore, you know, and it's, I think that's just genius. I can't wait. Like I already know exactly which bookstores I'm going to go to, (laughs) to say, do you want a copy? And we're coming back around people wanting to be together. If you are willing to host events like local events and really partner with that bookstore and say, look, I'd love to do a workshop or a signing or a reading and help you sell books. And if they also have a coffee shop, you know, and we can have the event in your coffee shop. And so then it becomes like you partnering with the bookstore to, to sell your books and to have an event and people to get to know you. And so then it becomes a real kind of win-win. And I think when people imagine their books being distributed to bookstores, they imagine 
like magical sales. No, <laughs> like, that's not how it works. All the bookstores and all the people all over the world buy my book. And it's like, well, you have to really help the bookstores sell those books. That's yeah. why authors go and do signings and events and, and things like that is because they are, you're partnering with the bookstore to help them sell. Um, yeah. And, 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 and it's a rev share essentially. It is. Now let's talk a little bit. We have just a little bit more time, but this is the last chapter that I want to talk about because you can be helpful in that too. And that is if you, the alternative online or virtually to book tours Mm. is now basically podcasts most yes. of the time you know because not everyone is going to be able to travel around the world so you want to have an equivalent in virtual internet land and for us that is being on podcasts and being interviewed and then ideally schedule it out that it coincides with your launch so to really get that traction and that movement and momentum keeping that up or even flowing even more and so podcasts would be the equivalent, right? So what have been your experiences with that? Yeah. I mean, essentially when you are an author, you have either your own platform, right? Maybe you have your own social media email list um, podcast that you own and operate and, and can reach out to people, or you get onto somebody else's platform, you know? And it used to be that that platform was TV news radio, but I mean, people are not really watching TV news radio and those are live. <laughs> and so you're on the air and then you're off the air and it's gone, right? Whereas as we know, podcast, YouTube, blog reviews, these sorts of things, they live, right? And so people could find your interview again. So like, you know, we're, we're doing this interview recorded live, right? But people are going to be able to find this particular interview months down Forever. the road. <laughs> I've been doing podcast interviews myself since... Um, like I've been on other shows since 2015. I still get people who reach out to me and just say, oh, I just heard you on so-and-so's podcast. I'm like, I did that in 2015, you know, like it was years ago. Don't listen. Everything's changed. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but it's great because then they reach out to me. I can say, well, let me tell you about what's changed. <laughs> yes. But like you, you are, it's not just a random TV show that was, you know, who watches Good Morning America? I don't even know who watches Good Morning America. Instead, you're on a targeted podcast. You know, if you're a business owner, you want to be on Christine Means Business because you're talking to business owners. Or if you're a fiction writer, you want to you want your book to be featured on, you know, a book reviewer's YouTube channel and they review books just like yours or a, a blog um, review site. And so when people ask me about these different platforms, I'm like, look, the easiest way to get started is a podcast because we're doing this on, on zoom and you're, you know, you're across an entire ocean <laughs> or exactly. totally different time zones, but we're able to, to do this and have a conversation. And it's really fun. You get to know the host, you get in front of their audience and it's super targeted and it lives on and on and on. So we start with podcasts. It's the best way to um, cultivate word of mouth and relationships. And after someone's listened to this interview, they're going to feel like they kind of know me. <laughs> yes, bit. it's true. It's true. And, and they're going to, you know, if they're curious, they're going to stalk me on social and Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I would totally recommend that you stalk Morgan because honestly, having worked with her twice now, I'm still working with her We're right as this podcast is being recorded in the middle of it, like literally I'm going to finish my first draft. I'm going to send Morgan the draft in seven days. Yep. <laughs> and as on the 30th of September is our deadline for our first finished draft. So I'm really excited about that. So we're in the thick of it and I really, really recommend it. 
because there's something for every price tag on there. And if it's starting with her book, but we even have something for free. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> so if you guys go to paperravenbooks.com forward slash blueprint, you will get a beautiful gift from Morgan. She will tell us in a second what it is. We also have the link in the show notes. So you can go to christinemeansbusiness.com forward slash blog and look for her episode. And there you will have the link to click on. So what will these beautiful people get? Basically, if you felt like what I've been talking about in this particular interview was a lot and you just <laughs> want it like written out for you, I created this really detailed mind map of each of those four phases, right? So we talked about developing the content and editing the book and publishing the book and launching the book. I just went ahead and created a visual walkthrough of each of those phases, along with the major considerations that you need to think about in each phase, just so you can make sure that you're, you're covering all your bases, whether whoever you're working with, and these phases are the same, whether you're working with a traditional publisher or hybrid or DIY self or working with the self-publishing company. So it's really everything that you need to be thinking about and aware of when you're, when you're putting out a book. So that's the, yeah, the productive writer's blueprint gets you all the way from idea to published and launched. Beautiful. And just tell us the title of your book again. Start writing your book today. It's so obvious. And I mean, <laughs> meta. Right? I wrote a book about how to write a book. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all this with them with us. Honestly, I encourage everyone to ponder writing a book. There's so many different ways of doing it, but it's it's a great thing to do. I really enjoy it and I'm excited because I want this knowledge to live on forever. And what better way to do that than writing a book? So thank you for being here. I'm eternally grateful. Thank you, Christine. And I will see you guys. Feel free to look me up on the socials, Morgan Gist McDonald, and I'd love to connect with you guys. Perfect. And all of the social handles will be on the in the show notes as well. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're listening, to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching, or to head over if you want to read the show notes in the condensed form. It's on the blog on my website. So I will see you guys in two weeks with a new interview with another amazing brain to complement my amazingness. And until then, I hope you have a great time. Talk to you soon. Alright, and here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.